This is Ozarks at Large. With me on the phone from his Fort Smith office is Michael Tilley, who is with Talk Business and Politics. Michael, I know you tend to like cooler weather more than I do. This has been your kind of week, I suppose. Yeah, I don't tend to like it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Even when it's yeah, it's rainy, chilly, windy, bring it on. This is this is soup weather. This is chilly, like in the food weather. Yeah. So yeah, perfect. Okay. To each their own, I suppose. Hey, this week <laughs> uh, we had sales tax reports from just about every major city in our region, including Fort Smith, and the sales tax revenue that we can look at for the first nine months of 2021, about 16% higher than 2020. Yeah, nine months, you pretty you can pretty much say you have a trend at that point. Uh, yeah, it's up 15.6% compared to the same period in 2020. Um, and possibly um, more importantly, the um, what the city collected from its share of the Sebastian County sales tax was up uh, 15.3%. And, and that's important because, again, we've talked before, that helps fund the city's general fund budget. Uh, much of that budget pays for police, fire, other essential city services. Um, so to have um, more than $2 million, to, you know, close to $2.1 million more than budgeted is a, is a good thing for the city. Um, now, one of the things, and it was interesting in, in our story, City Administrator Carl Gefkin talked about they're still conservative with their budgets because, you know, this is, um, as with many cities in, in, in the region, as you mentioned, many cities around the country, uh, the way consumers spent their money changed, and that impacted to the positive local sales taxes. When, you, when, you, when people in large numbers buy products instead of services, you're going to have that sales tax increase at the local level, which is what we're seeing. And so... The challenge for city officials is how long does this continue? Can we budget based on this? Should we budget based based on this? Um, so that's that's the that's the issue going forward. Uh, and remember, in 2020, during the pandemic year, the city's share of that one percent tax uh, was 18.2 million, almost 18.3 million. That was up almost six percent over 2019. So. This more than 15% increase is built upon a previous high that was 6%. So that's, um, that's in shaping up to be an incredible two years uh, of tax revenue for the city of Fort Smith in what has been a lousy uh, economy, a national and global economy. So just one of those wonderful little pandemic things you just never saw coming in terms of how the money shaped up. Well, a pandemic thing we did see coming was that there would be fewer people getting on planes during a pandemic, and certainly the airports in our region felt that. But the news for Fort Smith Regional Airport is that in the first nine months of this year, travel is up just more than 18 percent. Yeah, it's coming back. Um, uh, It's through the first, um, between January and September, there's 38,660. Like you said, that's eight, up 18.1%, but it's down 51.5% compared to the same period in 2019. What's unfortunate about the numbers about the Fort Smith Regional Airport is that 
the airport was on a four-year um, string of consecutive growth and employment growth. Uh, American and Delta were operating out of the airport. American had been adding flights. Uh, but in July of last year, because of the pandemic, Delta cut its two flights, which was the only eastern option. It was from Fort Smith to Atlanta, the only eastern option um, to connect. So now if you fly to Fort Smith and have to travel east, you've got to go to DFW first. And um, I've heard many anecdotal stories about folks who will go to Little Rock or will go to XNA to travel east. Uh, because they can get a direct connection and uh, loop through DFW sometimes adds almost a whole day of travel or a half day of travel that they just they don't they don't want to go through. So that's what uh, Airport Director Fort Smith Airport Director Michael Griffin's working on. I got to talk to him. Uh, he says that's his number one request um, and his top challenge is to get that eastern route returned. They're working with a consulting company called Mead and Hunt. Um, to try to, you know, work with Delta or work with any other carrier uh, who will get them back uh, to, with that Eastern des destination. But it's kind of a, you know, it's a chicken and egg kind of thing. Do you have to show that you can get the numbers back before another carrier will show up or do you have to get the other carrier to show up to get the numbers back? And so that's, that's the challenge for Mr. Griffin is to balance that. Um, he shared with me, and it's in our story, a map of the catchment, what they call a catchment area, their market area, where they think it makes sense for people to fly out of Fort Smith. And if they could get a majority in that catchment area to fly out of Fort Smith, they could. he thinks that they could land another carrier or two to, to get them some more routes out of Fort Smith. Being an airport manager strikes me as one of those jobs where everybody has an opinion of what you should do. <laughs> But they have no idea how the these sorts of things happen. Yeah, and and the um, I've been covering the airport for a few decades now, more than I'd like to admit, I guess. But the thing that people really have to understand what these commercial carriers do is largely outside of your control. Um, you know, I know the Fort Smith Regional Airport was offering there for a few months, um, you know, low to no rent for the space that the airlines were using to keep them there or to recruit them or excuse yeah, to keep them there or to recruit others. Um, but you know, the market dynamics, um, there's so many market dynamics that to, to, to say an airport director is not doing enough to get airlines in that, you know, that's, it's hard to, it's really hard to blame them for, um, uh, for what happens in the in the macroeconomic environment. I want to ask you about another kind of process, and that's, we've touched on this a couple of weeks ago, the budgeting process for the city of Fort Smith underway. Departments make the request. Where are we now? Well, it's it's um, it, it took a little bit longer to kind of get to some of these key hearings, but they'll begin next week. Um, and we're talking 80, 90 million. One of the key issues, not, and I'll, be short and just talk about the key budget uh, key issue in the budget hearings I think it's going to be for paying for this consent decree work and again by way of reminder Fort Smith under consent decree the Department of Justice and the EPA um, back in 2014 said you guys aren't doing enough to um, ensure that uh, your sewer system works and we're going to mandate that you have to fix that so it's estimated now to be around a $650 million project. That's a lot of money for a city like Fort Smith. 
Um, I know city director LaVon Morton has in past meetings made it clear. He's not 100% happy about the pace of work and, and or not always happy with the transparency on what work is being done. And then there's the pressure to push park projects. Um, and I didn't really mean for that to be illiterate, but I guess it is. Um, what was once kind of considered a luxury, Kyle, is now largely recognized as economic development necessi- necessity to have these amenities. So there'll be some um, focus on that. And then pressure to fund and the fire and police, especially uh, the police, uh, excuse me, especially the fire department as the population shift and the city requires possibly new fire stations, new equipment to keep the city's um, good insurance rating. So um, sewer parks and fire and police, I think, will be the primary focus. All right. I have one more oddball question that you may not have any answer to. Okay. Well, that's 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 common for me not to have an answer to something. <laughs> With so much um, publicity and attention given to supply chain problems, do you think that will either help, hurt, or not matter when it comes to local Christmas spending? Um, I don't. I think it, um, it'll be interesting. It, there will be an exercise after that's over, this is over, that I'm sure really smart economists will do. But what they're probably going to look at is, I think the spending is that it will be uh, more than last year. The question is, how much did those bottlenecks put a lid on where the spending could have gone? Does that make sense? It does. It does. So I I think that'll be the exercise after the holidays uh, and after maybe even the supply chain bottlenecks um, kind of relax is how much consumer spending was suppressed because it just, the, the, um, the goods just weren't there to buy. All right. Michael Tilly can't answer oddball questions very well. He's with talk <laughs> business and politics. Michael, we'll talk to you next Friday. All right. Thank you, sir.